What is up, people? It's Nick, and it's Manny, and we're back for another episode of Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast. It's been a month because mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and November and holiday season and schedules all happened, mm-hmm. and because, you know, we're not interesting enough to have one every week or every no. two weeks. No, definitely not. But we're here. Nick's here. Hi, Nick. Hi, bud. How you doing? I'm doing well this Friday. It's it's been a nice week, all things considered. Okay, I disagree, but you know, I I uh, we made it to the end of the work week. That's what matters. We did make it to the end of the work week, and that means that we're one week closer to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Are we looking forward to that for any particular reason? Not particularly. Just oh, that okay. it's a new year. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, new year. It's time new for me, people to say, say new year, new ye- me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Everyone to post the resolutions online and then completely forget about them a week later. Mm-hmm. I know how it goes. I'm familiar with their game. I will tell you what, though. I had a little monkey wrench thrown into what I was hoping was going to be an enjoyable Friday. So uh, I mentioned to you before the show that I had a minor injury going into the show and that I might be stretching a lot. So I hurt my back this morning and you'll never believe how I hurt my back. Were you picking up a box? I was literally just standing and then my back all of a sudden decided, nope, we're going to shoot a jolt down your spine and you're going to be sore <laughs> as hell all day. I am old. When you hit 25, you cross that threshold. Everything starts hurting and you get uh, you just get random aches and pains now. And every now and then your back just decides it's going to give out on you for literally no reason whatsoever. I didn't stretch it the wrong way. I didn't sleep on it the wrong way. I was just standing in the shower, just standing up straight like a normal person. And then my back decided, nah, I'm a head out. Damn, bro. That's rough. So I've been stretching all day today, and it still hurts. I've been using the massager that I have. It still hurts. Did you get it? Is it like one from Amazon or something? Oh, no. Massage chair or massager? It's like a massager. It's like when you plug in. Is it like a gun? Oh, no. Kind of, sort of. It like does the little spinny rotation thing. Got it. Because we have a, a like a gun, like an impact gun. Harley says when they turned 27, their knees started making a cracking noise. I stood up and nearly cried. My knees snap, crackle, and pop like they have my entire life. That's just doesn't they don't hurt or anything like that. That's just like when I move, I snap, crackle, and pop. That's just how things go. My brother and I have my dad's ankles. Mm. Because growing up, we would hear my dad go down the stairs. (laughs) And we wouldn't like know that it's him because like we heard stairs. We We knew it was him because we would hear... (laughs) <laughs> we would just hear the ankles popping as he yeah. came down. That happens every and now so and then. Me and my brother have that. Mm-hmm. Where that ankles will pop. That happens to me every now and then. It does feel good when it happens. Same with like cracking my back. Like I used to be able to crack my back more and it felt good. What's been happening a lot lately is cracking my neck. I've been mm-hmm. popping that crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to like my dad would always do that when I was growing up and I'm like, that sounds painful. And now I do it all the time. I understand why he did it. It helps. Yeah. It does. Don't let the, the, what are they called? Not masseuses. Uh, chiropractors. Don't let yeah. them tell you any different. Mm-hmm. I love that trend. I know it's died down, but that was a great trend on what, social the, media. Like the chiropractor content creator people? No, no, no. People impersonating them. Oh, okay. So they would take like skeleton dummies, yeah. right? <laughs> crack, and they'd be like, deep breath and just crack. <laughs> and just like contort the body in the most obscene way ever. Mm-hmm. When those videos were popping off, that's what chiropractors would do. They'd be like, "Deep breath," and then 
absolutely destroy an old lady in her 60s. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they just like stab her. Like they'd stab people yeah. with shit. Like, I'm sure yeah. they're... They do, they do like the people's elbow on their back. Just yeah. be like, deep breath. Oh, people's elbow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not to that degree yet. It's not hurting that bad, but I imagine it will be a little sore for, or a little stiff as well for a couple days or so until it gets worked out. Probably. I mean, it could be the way you slept. So maybe if you sleep differently, it'll fix itself. Well, usually, I mean, A, my body will naturally change positions no matter what way I try and fall asleep. That just happens. I but know, me too. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and actively fall asleep on my back, then I'll wake up on my side. That's just how it goes. Um yeah, usually if I sleep wrong, like there are some days where my back's a little stiff because of that. But when that happens, it's like right when I wake up, I feel it. This I was fine. And then, you know, 20 minutes later and I was standing up in the shower, it just happened all of a sudden. It didn't contort my body in any way other than usual. It just decided, yep, now's the time. That's what being old feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, that's right. I'm 22. Oh, I could talk about that. <laughs> you can talk about what? Your birthday from five months ago? No, not that. So, last week, two weeks ago, was the release of Scott Pilgrim the Anime, a.k.a. Scott Pilgrim Takes uh-huh. Off. Now, the reason why I said I can talk about that when we mentioned me being 22 is because That's at the beginning right. of Scott Pilgrim, he's like, I'm 22. Anyways, people have no media literacy for Scott Pilgrim, and it's insane. It's wild that in 2023, people still don't get the point that Scott Pilgrim is terrible. Most of the people in that book are terrible, and it's all about toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie finally, like two years ago or whatever it was, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty clear, pretty plain as day, pretty cut and dry, folks. I mean, the first sentence is Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. <laughs> yeah, you're not rooting for the guy. Yeah, other than you're rooting for him to change and be a better person. Scott Pilgrim, the anime, takes a completely different approach to the story. Um. I guess minor spoilers for episode one. I'll spoil episode one and then that's it. And then I'm not going to talk about uh, what happens throughout the rest of it. Okay. So Scott Pilgrim, right? It's, uh, it's the show is written and produced by the writer of the original anime. Well, not anime. Uh, the original comic series. Mm-hmm. And it's executive produced by Edgar Wright. The cast from the movie is back. So it's a big production and stuff. So when they were conceptualizing this originally they had said well what can we do to make it feel different than any other scott pilgrim thing that's out there because we have the comic book already we have the movie that's one to one ish to the comic book there are things that were taken out and condensed and stuff but it's pretty much the same story and so they were like well how do we do scott pilgrim again but different and the way that they do that is by taking scott pilgrim out of the show (laughs) so the first episode plays pretty much like the movie, like the first act of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, highly condensed and stuff, but it's still Scott goes to a party, sees Ramona, asks her out. They go on a date to the park. He spends the night, the tea, all that stuff, right? Invites her to a battle of the bands. She meets knives, yada, yada. All that stuff goes as normal. But what changes is that Matthew Patel wins and he kills Scott in the first episode. Oh, you say mild spoiler? And so the rest of the season is people sort of figuring Scott's life out, like figuring out who he is without him. Okay. I like that idea. I like that angle. The league is still there. The league of X's is still there. Ramona is still there. Knives still there. All of the 
characters are still there, but it's a it is a different take on the story. Mm. But one that I welcome because I know some people were mad at being like, "Oh, this is completely different. Why isn't it like this other thing?" It's like you mean the thing that you've had for almost twenty years, and then the movie that came out a decade ago—that's <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah, like why would you want that again, but in animation? Why would you want the exact same thing over and over again? Yeah, it's like why would you want to see the Little Mermaid again, but in live action? And I'm just using the Little Mermaid because it was the most recent one, not because of any particular reason. Just saying, why would you want X movie that was done this way to be done that way? So I, for one, welcome it, and I also think it gives the opportunity for good character changes in different in different ways they mess i thought it was going to be the same thing again and wasn't interested this sounds cool it is cool herman's right the first episode was pretty underwhelming for the most part until the ending after that i loved almost everything about the show that's how i was feeling because i was watching and i was like okay so they're doing the movie again and then the end of the episode happened and i'm like oh no okay so they're gonna do this and they kept throwing out curveballs and stuff yeah, I feel pretty much the same way as Harley. Like I was check. That's on Netflix, right? It is on Netflix. Which and I it's recently, short. yeah, I finished okay. it in a day. It's four hours. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I recently realized I do actually still have access to Netflix after about six months of thinking I didn't. Um, so I probably wasn't going to watch the show anyway, but especially so with what I figured the premise the premise was going to be, which was just remaking the comic and the movie again. I was like, okay, whatever. It's Scott Pilgrim. It's Scott Pilgrim again. The fact that they got the cast back is cool, but. I didn't really think much beyond that. So this is the first time that I've actually become interested in it, I would say. Yeah. And there's a reason why I said minor, minor spoilers, because yeah. I do find that to be a minor spoiler. But it is something that for people like you or Harley is kind of a good thing to know mm-hmm. going into it because it will entice you more. Yeah. So I would recommend watching it. I think it's episode four. That's my favorite. And Herman will know which one I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. that one's cool. And they have a good Tony Hawk reference in that one. So that's a really good episode. The cast is for the most part good. Kieran Culkin kind of sucks because there was that clip that came out when they did Netflix geeks a couple months ago. And that clip did not have me excited. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is slow and lifeless. <laughs> but then watching the rest of the show, I'm like, oh, no. OK, I get it. I don't like that scene still. I still think it kind of sucks. And I don't like Kieran Culkin's performance in it, but he gets better and he's also not in it a whole lot. So W's all around. Well, now I'm actually somewhat interested. The first two episodes are getting used to where they're going. And then by episode three, you're like completely in it. Mm -hmm. At least for me, that's how I viewed it. So I would recommend it. It's good. It's short. It's only eight episodes. Each one's 20 to 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be a long, arduous process. At least it wasn't for me, but also I don't do much. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't have four hours to spare most most of the time now, except the occasional Saturday. So. Yep. What are you doing tomorrow? What am I doing tomorrow? Uh, Probably going to see Napoleon. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think put, tomorrow may be my holdovers day. Hey, uh, spoilers for when we talk about movies later, but yes, go see the holdovers. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to since I saw the trailer. I just mm-hmm. because I don't have AMC Prime or A list or something like that. And no, you do have AMC like Prime. Can... We established that. Oh, yes, we established <laughs> that we have an AMC Prime 
at my theater. Yeah. But I don't have A-list. You don't have A-list, yeah. And I, I learned that AMC Prime was a thing yesterday, which I do not have access to, despite being in an area that is very important for AMC. I would figure that that would, you know, figure they would like, you know, make us be the guinea pigs for any of the things they were trying out. But no, they just decided, I guess we don't get AMC Prime in Kansas. So my question is, what what's the difference between AMC Prime and like IMAX or what's the other AMC version? Uh, Dolby. I, AM, AMC. Well, there's Dolby, and then isn't there also like AMC Select or something like that? Uh, that I don't know about. Uh, my theaters have Dolby and IMAX, or like the two other formats, and then 3D. So maybe, 3D. so maybe I'm just thinking about, maybe I'm just thinking about Dolby, but I don't know what the difference between Prime and the other two are. Uh, let's look. Sit back and see the difference in your movie experience with Prime at AMC. Ear quality comes to life with invigorating sights, sound, and special comfort seating. It's everything you love about AMC, powered up for your enhanced enjoyment. Stunning sights, new projection technology creates brighter colors and richer contrast, bringing you fully immersive images that are bound to transcend the traditional theater and show you the benefits of Prime. Sizzling sound, let sound surround you as entertainment envelops you. Better acoustics bring you every word and every whisper, making sure you never miss a moment of movie magic. Sublime seating. Reserve your plush recliner. Reserve your plush recliner in Prime at AMC and relax completely into spacious seating that reverberates with film-responsive subwoofers, putting you inside the movie action. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like Dolby with recliners, which Dolby has anyway. There's nothing unique or interesting about Prime here. Herman, who's actually been to AMC Prime, can maybe speak to what the differences are, but by the by, those descriptions, there's nothing specific. Yeah, I looked at it and I was like, I mean, maybe it's a better quality picture and that's like what i you know that's something that i can't see one-to-one unless i'm going from one theater to the next in that Mm -hmm. same day or in that short amount of time yeah but i was like yeah it's a theater yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of my thing this is what it would have been if i went to another like theater that i like to go to yeah yeah maybe i don't care about specs enough but ultimately i don't really notice like a picture difference significantly between IMAX and Dolby. I don't know as much of a sound difference between IMAX and Dolby. Like th- those screens are bigger and the sound is a little better than like the regular auditoriums that the theater has. But in terms of differences between each other, other than the fact that the IMAXs here don't have recliners uh, and Dolby does, that's like the only difference really. I think IMAX is still a bigger screen overall, but that's pretty much it. I think so too. Cause when I looked at the prime screen, I was like, yeah, it, it was at a smaller, well, once again, I don't know what the difference between my AMC and other AMCs is, mm-hmm. because I don't have, like, multiple AMCs, there's one, but when I went in, I was like, oh, okay, so this is, like, a smallish theater, so I thought, like, oh, this is, like, the mid-level range, mm. right, you have your standard, then I think it would go prime, then IMAX Dolby, or, like, Dolby, then IMAX, or however mm. you view it, because some people for Dolby, some people for IMAX, you know, it is what it is. Ramon says, honestly, I have no real idea, but I guess it's better than your regular screen, but not as good as Dolby or IMAX. Um, what's the pricing comparison like? I know you have a list, Ramon, so it might be difficult to see what like ticket costs are, but wonder if Let all me the tell show- you how much mine was. Okay, I was gonna say if all the showings are at seven o'clock, what's the difference between Dolby and IMAX and Prime if you're paying for the ticket? My ticket was fourteen eighty four. Okay, I think an IMAX or Dolby ticket here around the same time is a little more expensive like 16 to 18 bucks i think dolby actually can be above 20 because i think when i took my roommate to see across the spider-verse i had a list and he had to buy his ticket and i think his ticket was like 22 dollars 
Yeah. The only official Dolby theater I went to, which was at an AMC, was when I went to go see Scott Pilgrim when they mm-hmm. did the re-release a couple right. of years back. And I don't remember how much that was. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we have a quote-unquote Dolby theater, like a theater that has Dolby Atmos in it, but it's not like listed officially. Mm-hmm. But that's the theater that I usually go to, and that's so, like 16 bucks usually. Ultimately, they're all pretty much the same. Uh, it's kind of how it sounds to me. And if the only way to see a movie is just a regular auditorium that doesn't have any of that special stuff, I will still absolutely go see a movie that way. Indeed, indeed. But, you know, Nick, while we're already talking about seeing movies, what have you been watching since we've been gone? Not much, but... <laughs> since we've been gone! Anyway. I can see new movies. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I have not been watching much. I have seen four movies in the entire month of November. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Harley had to go get a sweet and sour chicken and ask what they missed. Uh, we were talking uh, pedantically about the differences between formats at AMC theaters. That's what that's what you missed. Um, yeah, movies I saw this month. I haven't even been watching movies at home. All four of these movies are ones that I saw. I guess three of them I saw in theaters, and one of them was a new movie that I watched at home because it's a streaming movie. Uh, first up, I watched Priscilla, the other side of the coin from Baz Luhrmann's Elvis last year, which was a big, loud, bombastic movie, uh, just sort of about the myth of Elvis and about how he was manipulated by the colonel and everything like that. This is the, fl- the uh, flip side of the coin, showing what the quiet moments of his life were like when he was around Priscilla. They make it pretty clear from the first scene that uh, he pretty much groomed her, and that's what a lot of the movie is about, is about her experience being groomed and being in uh, an abusive relationship with someone in a clear position of power over her, not just in terms of age, but in terms of stardom and everything like that. Uh, it was directed by Sofia Coppola, who I've enjoyed all the other movies from her that I've seen, and I thought this was really good as well. Um, Jacob Elordi uh, is pretty damn good as Elvis. Very different type of performance from uh, Austin Butler. He does kind of mumble his way through a lot of this movie. I saw people use that as a criticism, which I get to a degree, but I also think since it's mostly just him and his quiet moments, I think it works. Uh, Kaylee Spaney as Priscilla is fantastic. Like They have to go through different phases of her life as she's growing as a person, and I think she nails all of them really well. Uh, yeah, and those are the obviously the two big performances, and they both they both really work, and I think the movie's really good. It's like I said, it's a good companion piece, I guess, if you want to call it that, to the Elvis movie from last year. Very different type of movie, but I think they go together well to paint a whole picture. Very different types of movies, though. I have not seen the movie, so I have nothing to add. It's one that is not at the top of my list of watching. Yeah, wasn't really at the top of mine, but I had heard enough buzz about it and it was going to be out of theaters soon enough. And I'm like, probably I'm not going to see this movie if it if I don't see it in theaters. So I went to see it in theaters. And I mean, you have AMC, like A-list. Mm-hmm. So it makes yeah, sense to use that I wasn't really using uh, for this month because it had been yeah it had been almost a month since I had seen Killers of the Flower Moon, so it, it had been. Did we talk about we did we briefly yeah, talked about that? That was yeah. last episode. Yeah, we talked about Spider Man yeah. Two, and then we talked about Killers of the Flower Moon. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. So that was the first movie I saw. Second one, we alluded to it a minute ago. The Holdovers, Alexander Payne's new flick with Paul Giamatti. It's great to see Paul Giamatti leading a movie. I don't remember the last time that happened. I don't remember the last time I really saw him in anything. So, uh, um, that w- Big Fat Liar starring him and Frankie Muniz back from the 2000s. Come on. Did you not remember him dancing to Hungry Like a Wolf while getting his hair uh, colored orange because of shampoo and then diving into a pool and turning blue because of blue dye? I did not. Oh. <laughs> it's an interesting movie. 
uh yeah i'm looking at his filmography here certainly nothing that he was the lead of that i can see for quite a while what about uh, rhino and the amazing spider-man 2 was he the lead of that movie i don't think so he was in it for two scenes he was very beginning and very end uh moral yes. of the story is the the point paul giamatti is great and it was so nice to see him get to do a lot of work in this movie um i love this movie uh it's a gonna be a christmas classic i think in the years to come not that i really watch a ton of movies seasonally like that but um this is gonna be a very nice cozy cold weather type of movie i think uh it, i think it's gonna age pretty well and get put in alongside those classics that uh, that we talk about uh just charming like a lot of real human drama it's very funny like it's just that type of movie that I can only describe as charming. And I had a blast. Won't say too much more because you are apparently going to see it tomorrow. But yeah, that's one of my potentially. Hopefully, hopefully you will see it tomorrow. Hopefully I will because I want to. I just remember it's not like I have AMC where I can just go and buy. I, you know, I have to go buy gas after that. And that's so far and yada, yada. It's it's a pain. You poor thing. Uh, But yes, go see the holdovers, folks. Uh, while it's still in theaters it's actually i think financially doing pretty well uh it had a pretty good run but they're already putting it on digital i think it is already actually on digital by now so yeah didn't it beat wish last week i think it did at least in terms of like money per theater or money per screen or whatever um third movie i watched was on netflix which i realized i could actually still access this whole time after the password or the uh whatever the sharing break the breakdown that they did last uh, earlier this year um, I watched David Fincher's The Killer, which was a fun movie, especially like I, I don't think it ever gets any better than the opening 20 to 30 minutes of it. Like the big opening sequence, I think, is my favorite stuff in the movie where he's just kind of narrating all the like every little part of his everyday life and every single thing that he thinks throughout the day. Um, I still think that's the most entertaining part of the movie, but uh, it's very much got a video game structure, I think, um, in terms of he's just kind of hopping from place to place, doing different things with different characters and then moving on to the next thing as he goes. Uh, I think Tilda Swinton is the standout side character to me who shows up a little bit later in the movie. I think that whole sequence is uh, the closest, like the the other really, really great scene, the closest it gets to topping the opening sequence, I, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just more classic fincher i guess in terms of like this the type of movie that he used to make more consistently earlier in his career uh he's making fewer movies than he used to now and he hasn't really made a movie like this in a while but i think it's fun uh i think it's funny i have a little bit a couple issues here and there with the actual plot itself but i think it really works and i think fastbender is great fastbender i guess a little differently from paul giamatti but i feel like i haven't seen fastbender in a really good movie in in quite a while so I was glad to see this. Uh, he got a chance to shine for the first time in a while, I felt like. So, yeah, I was happy with The Killer. There is a communal movie that we can talk about a little bit later, or we can just talk about it now, whatever yes. you want. Well, I'll go through the ones that I've been watching real quickly, which okay. isn't a whole lot, but there were a couple. So let's uh, let's come here. Let's go to Diary. What did I watch? Well, let's see. I watched The Marvels. Oh, yeah. That. It's sad. Okay. It's sad. Kamala Khan is good. I like okay. her in the movie. Um, I don't mind the castings of any of the people there. It's not like, oh, I hate women. No, no, no. That's not the issue. The issue is that they don't have anything interesting written for them. It's all very surface level. And not just that, but then the characters change between shots. Like one minute, this person will be completely sad and angry. And then four seconds later, someone will say something. And then they'll be all smiley with bright white pearly teeth and it's like that shouldn't have gotten you to that moment in that time whatever 
And then also just continuity within the other MCU movies. Like Sam Jackson is just cracking jokes the entire movie and is in a very happy mood for most of the time or just very bombastic and stuff, which is not what this character should be. And especially not after Secret Invasion, but whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> the power swapping was cool. I liked the power swapping. That was fun. And they utilized that in a way that I thought was interesting. Costumings on certain people was good. I don't like the new Kamala Khan suit, and I don't like the new Miss Marvel suit, but or the new uh, Captain Marvel suit. But other than that, it's a movie that I have no real strong feelings towards. Okay. And uh, then after that, I saw The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Nick, do we think too. I enjoyed this movie? Trying to remember if he gave it a heart. I don't think he did. You would be wrong. I did enjoy this movie. Now, to okay. be fair, I enjoyed the under, the other Hunger Games movies. Obviously, the last two are the worst, too. But obviously, Catching Fire just slaps. Catching Fire is so goddamn good. Okay. And it helps that I was the right age when it came out, and uh, I read the books. So, I don't know. I enjoyed them for the time, and even going back to rewatch them last year, two years ago, I enjoyed them. But now we're getting the prequel for Coriolanus ha- anus. <laughs> uh Snow. <laughs> Coriolanus Snow, aka President Snow from the first four movies. And it's pretty good. All things considered, you would think that it would suck, but it doesn't suck for the most part. I think performances are good. Viola Davis is just hamming it up, and she's the one that feels the most like, oh yeah, the Hunger Games are kind of crazy. I don't know how I, I think she's good in it, but it's a very hammed up performance, which, you know, that's fine. Um, they do have some good character for Snow and like his family and stuff where they show. Yeah, Coriolanus is rich, but even amongst the rich, he's still poor. So he's having to like his cousin is having to sew like different material for him to create clothes and blah, blah, blah. But no one cares about that. We care about the games, boys, the games are so much more restrictive this time. But because they're restrictive, they do some really interesting things with them. So rather than being in like this huge open dome-like arena, right, with trees and rivers and all this stuff, they're just in like a little circle pit. And that's their arena. But there might be holes or vents and stuff for you to hide in. You could use poison to do it. So they do some interesting things with that. And showing like the early versions of televising a Hunger Games and what it would be and how it shapes up. And obviously, if you've seen the originals, you know what they become. But seeing them in their early forms is interesting because they do things like they introduce having mentors for the uh, for the opponents. What are they called? Not victims. Um, Tributes. Not challengers. Right. What? Tributes. Tributes, yes, the tributes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so this is like the first year that they introduce that and make it more of a show of like, well, we need the tributes to have more of a personality in order for people to give more money and blah, blah, blah. So they start introducing that kind of stuff. And it's interesting to see. My major complaint is that mm. this movie turns into a goddamn musical. Because the I, main I character... <laughs> yes, the main character, like her thing is like, oh, she sings. A, Rachel Zegler is a beautiful singer. But... 
like, I guess that's also a thing from the books was that the way that she won people over was because she had a good voice and she could sing. Mm-hmm. Nick, every, so at the beginning, there's like one song when she gets picked and, you know, she gets beaten down. And so they're like, all right, well, now she's going to sing a song to make everyone emotional. Boom. So there's one song. Then there's another song, I think, when they're like introducing the tributes and having them do their thing, right? So there's another song. Then there's like three songs in the games, three songs after the games, one final song. I'm like, God damn, it's a damn musical. <laughs> I feel like there's more music in this than in West Side Story. <laughs> Lucy Gray Bear, more like Lucy Gray Bard with all that singing. Am I right? No, I'll give it to you. Oh, let's go. You. Hell I'll yeah. Give it to you. Pretty proud but, of myself. I mean, that's really the Hermon <laughs> saying, bruh. Come on, Hermon. I feel that like that's the major complaint in that uh, the third act just becomes a different movie. I'm interested in the third act, but it does go by pretty quick. So it almost feels like the movie should have ended right when the third act started, and then there should have been another one depicting that. But also, they didn't want to split it into two movies again. But also, I kind of felt like this one needed to be two movies. <laughs> they don't need to be both two and a half hour long movies. Make the next one 130, 140. But there was more that they could have done. That's just my opinion on the movie. Overall, it was a good time. Surprised that a prequel to The Hunger Games this long after the movie was actually good. I was surprised people ended up caring this much, like as much as they did. I kind of thought this one was going to flop hard when it, they announced it. It didn't do great, though. It did. It did fine. Again, better it than I thought it would. I think, it, I think it has some legs at the box office. Songbird box office. Let's take a look. I'm sure they. Um, I'm sure it was too expensive. Box office mojo. It's made 200 million worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. 193 worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It, I think it's I think it's like gonna break even and then maybe some after that, but mm-hmm. it's not bad. Then after that, on Thanksgiving Day, my family decided my family and friends, but I mean their family, uh decided let's watch Pitch Perfect one and two. On purpose? Now Nick. Yes. Nick, mm-hmm. have you seen the Pitch Perfect movies? What do you think? I'm gonna say no. You You're have correct. Good job. Okay. The first one. Has aged okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. I still <laughs> relatively enjoy that movie. And the second one just ages worse with time. I know basically nothing about them. Like, I think I have the general idea of the premise, and I remember a couple actors that are in them, but I don't really know much about them. Rubble Wilson, <laughs> Anna Camp, um, Brittany Snow, Anna Kendrick, <laughs> the demon goblin from <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, Glenn Platt. Yes, he's in it. Okay, we don't have to call him the Demon Goblin. We don't have to go that far. I just say that because, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. He's like my sleep paralysis demon, (laughs) you know? I get it. Um, I saw the movie. Yeah, so Ben Platt is in it. I think that was the first movie I saw. That was the first thing I saw Ben Platt in, was that. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of him until Dear Evan Hansen came out. John Michael Higgins, Elizabeth Banks. Mm-hmm. Keegan Michael Key is in the second one. What do you think about Flula Borg? Do you know about Flula? I've heard of him. I think he 
like guessed it on some screen junkie stuff back in the day that I saw him in, but I don't really know anything he about him. Probably did. He, he was did. in uh he was also in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I mean the I've, Suicide Squad. I've heard the name and I've seen him seen him a little bit. Yeah. He was a he was a YouTuber back in like a YouTuber and DJ. I think he still DJs, but don't count me on that. But like I knew him mostly from his YouTube stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so seeing him in this was like, oh look, a YouTuber made it. And since then he's had an okay career. He shows up every now and then and stuff and seems happy. And then obviously, you know, second one introduced Haley Steinfeld. All of us hated her in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, even watching this, we're like, God, I hate her. Because She's fucking worst. Like, like there's a very particular not society. What's the word I want to say? rule set let's say yeah so there's a very particular like rule set and guidance that applies to pitch not pitch perfect acapella and that is you never sing your own music and you know what this woman does she comes in and starts singing her own music i can't believe it yeah that's why everyone hates her okay yeah, I mean, I remember watching American Idol back in the day, and I feel like the judges always turn their nose at people who, like, brought in their original song to sing for their audition. Yeah, you don't do that. Uh, What was I going to say? There was one other person. The Green Bay Packers were in it. Yep, they were in the second one. Including him? No, he was not in there. There's one other person. I don't want to call him Uncle Ian from Alvin and the Chipmunks because he's more than that. But all I can think about is Uncle Ian from Alvin well, and the Chipmunks. you can never remember his name. David Cross. Yes, David Cross. <laughs> David Cross. That's who it is. You know, the first thing that I ever, I'll say heard David Cross in, Harley probably knows where I'm going from this. Um, he is the voice of a Marine in Halo 2. Yes, he is. He and Laura Prepon are with you during the Metropolis mission. And Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, they are. Yep. Remember when celebrities were just guest star in video games? Yeah. Really, they did. It was like an early, early, like, internet, like, web series, I guess, is for, for lack of a better term. Uh, if you look at Rami Malek's IMDb credits, he was in a, a Halo 2 web series, apparently. Like, a promotional web series for Halo 2. Fun fact. Dang, man. Like, I love Keanu and Idris being in Cyberpunk. But mm-hmm. Like, remember when that was just sort of... A thing that would happen well i feel like it, know. it used to be i mean that's probably like it's part of just how games have changed but used to be you would have famous people just doing voices now you have famous people lending their likenesses to being in stuff too like the old gta games up until four had pretty like pretty prominent voice casts uh they cast a lot of big names like ray Liotta was the voice of tommy in vice city for for example burt reynolds is in those games a couple other people sam jackson was in san andreas like more names than that those are the ones that just come to mind right now Largely, as I as I recall, they didn't really look a lot like them their real life selves. And then, like now, you see like Giancarlo Esposito is in Far Cry. He's looking exactly like himself. The two guys you mentioned in Cyberpunk, they both look exactly like themselves. I feel like if if a famous person is in a game now, they also lend their their face for um like they get their face scanned and they lend their likeness. Yeah, we have Todd Howard on the screen now. Yeah, God Howard. Speaking of God, folks. This week was the Ugh. release of Godzilla Minus One. Oh my Godzilla. Oh my God. What a film. <laughs> what a film, friend. Now, I haven't seen Shin Godzilla, but I also was told I don't need to watch it for this movie. Nick, after watching this movie, did I need to watch Shin Godzilla for this? 
Did you need to watch it? No. Would I suggest you watch it for historical perspective? Would I have suggested that beforehand? Yes. Arcadia was also asking me what what Godzilla movies he should see before uh, Minus One. Herman has seen most, if not all of them, so we'll see if he agrees with me here. I said, watch the original and watch Shin Godzilla, and then you can go into this one. Because those are the main ones that, like, start a new Godzilla, for lack of a better term. They kind of reboot the series each time. Obviously, there's the original. Shin Godzilla is was the first one in over a decade. Um, after you had pretty much the same Godzilla through all the, like, through the through the uh, Showa and, and Heisei eras um, and the Millennium era. But Shin Godzilla was like a proper new one, the biggest reboot that they'd done in the Japanese series. And this was another one. So like all the first movies from Godzilla were the ones I would suggest. The Japanese ones, at least. Those are the, the movies I would suggest. Uh, I agree with Harley. You need to watch it because it's a damn good motion picture. I would say Shin Godzilla is still my favorite overall. Um, but Godzilla minus one, folks, spoiler alert, is pretty fucking close. I... Loved this movie. I was hyped for this movie, like the first new Godzilla movie since I really became a uh, Godzilla fan. But I was a little, I don't know if skeptical is the word, but hearing that they were going to go back to, uh, and this movie is the 40s, like go back in the past and reboot Godzilla again after I really, really dug Shin Godzilla and I felt like they were setting up a sequel for Shin Godzilla. Um, like after I kind of heard those things, I was maybe a little more down on it than I, than I deserved to be. I was like, I feel like you don't need to give us a new Godzilla already because the last Japanese movie we got was seven years is a long time, but still it felt weird that they were going in a different direction with the series considering how great the last one was. But once I got in the theater, uh, well, A, once I saw the trailer and saw how Godzilla looked, I was like, okay, I like the look and I think the movie looks good. Once I got sat in the theater, the hype really, really, really built up and yeah, this this movie just sings. I pretty much love this one from start to finish. Um, I think the human stuff generally actually makes or breaks the like any kaiju movie for people whether they admit it or not people can say they're always there just for the kaiju action but i think what would bring you back is actually finding the rest of the movie to be enjoyable and tolerable which i think is why i'm going to be coming back to this movie a lot because i think this has some of the best human drama of any entry uh in any entry that i've seen in the series i've seen a decent portion of them now still missing a lot of the japanese ones but yeah i think i think the human drama in this one really really works I think Godzilla himself, when he shows up, obviously really, really works. Um, it's a little similar to Shin, to Shin Godzilla in a couple ways in terms of how Godzilla himself evolves throughout the movie, which I thought was cool. It feels like he's a little different in each scene every time you see him, which I dug. Um, and I think the relationship between our main character and Godzilla in terms of actually having... I guess I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's a direct connection, and it's kind of what drives the entire movie, and it drives the human conflict. I think it works really well. If I have a like a criticism of Shin Godzilla, I guess, is that I'm not really invested in the characters themselves. I think the idea of all the bureaucracy and everything they're working through politically to try and actually counteract Godzilla is so good that it makes up for the fact that the characters themselves individually I'm not super into. They work as a mechanism for the movie, but in minus one for comparison, I'm invested in the characters by themselves and I'm invested in seeing whether they live or die and seeing how things happen. It actually en engaged me emotionally in a way that a Godzilla movie hasn't really as far as the human characters. So I dug that. I, I think it's incredibly well paced. This one just flew by for me. Yeah, I have uh, pretty much nothing but kind things to say about Godzilla minus one. I don't know how long it'll be in theaters here, but I do want to see it again before it gets out of theaters because yeah, there's some some moments in this movie that I want to see again on a big screen. I hated the movie. It absolutely sucked, dude. Humans sucked. Godzilla sucked. I'm kidding. 
movie was really good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Movie was very good. I cried at the end. Yeah, I didn't it just cry. Got me in the feels. You said you cried, and I'm like, really? Like, wouldn't it didn't surprise me that like people cried at the movie, but it didn't quite get to that level for me. Without spoilers, for me, it did. It just okay. got me in the feels in the correct ways. That's completely fair. Uh, but no, the movie's good. I liked I liked it a lot. It didn't feel like too long. It felt like a very good length for it. And I think that's also because right. I was just constantly engaged with mm-hmm. the characters. Uh, Christian was about to fire you for that. He can't fire me. I'm not hired. <laughs> I'm an unpaid volunteer. In fact, you pay him. I do pay him. If you I think paid about him yesterday. It. <laughs> or was it today? It was one of the T- days. Today's the first. So if it's Patreon you're yeah, talking about, then through. yeah, it'd be today. Yeah, it would have gone through today. Um, but no, it was very good. I liked... Uh, I think this has a very good... What's the word? I don't want to say like contention, but it's like it's in competition for the best moment of sound going out in a theater and then coming back in. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's up there with uh, in Star Wars Episode 2, right? You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also in The uh, Last Jedi. Also in The Last Jedi, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. A lot of Star Wars movies have mm-hmm. good just cutouts of sound. Ben Burt, good at his job, question mark? Uh, question mark? Um, <laughs> but no, the characters were all really interesting. I really liked the camaraderie between the main four like fishermen um yeah. in there um i liked what i had to say about like post-war acceptance and mm-hmm. uh sort of like grieving after war um and yeah godzilla was cool godzilla was very angry in this movie he was angry yeah i also think if there's like a thematic connection between the three godzilla movies that herman and i agreed on they're, they're the ones where he's most clearly like the villain like he's not a he's not mm-hmm. good he's not good fun godzilla he's not on your side he's the guy that you have to kill to save the world basically and yeah i think i think that's kind of the, the, the main through line like every time they introduce godzilla at least in japan when they reintroduce him he's the villain when they start and i think that really works because you're supposed to fear him and i think when he pops up in like the american movies and stuff he's still cool but i don't fear him because i know he's on my side I think that element is lost to a degree. Yes. And I will say going to briefly going to Monarch. I feel like that's what they're doing really well with that show, particularly mm-hmm. with one of the characters and, and sort of like the world in general, their reaction to what happened in Godzilla 2014. I yeah. like that. I like how they're addressing that, but that's Monarch. Mm-hmm. That's American uh, Godzilla. Very different. But yes, this Godzilla, it's it's cool. I like the the fins on the back. Mm-hmm. I like the way that those light up. Those are cool. The best atomic breath of all time. Do you think? I, think I don't so. know. I'm not. I'm not as informed on Godzilla, so you're the person for me to ask. Yeah, I mean, the... there's a sequence in Shin Godzilla that's probably the, in like, Shin. The most... It was purple, right? Yeah, but also like it would it would also just light the city on fire like normal afterward. Um, it, mm-hmm. it didn't work in exactly the same way as it did here. Um, but I think in terms of just showing like sheer destruction, this is the best that it's ever looked like this is the most devastating it's ever felt. And um, I love I think I told you before the show, our thumbnail here of him poking his head out of the water as he's swimming. I think he like any time he's he's in water 
he's either standing or he's swimming underwater. Him coming at you, like swimming after you like that, like he is in this sequence with his head poking out, that's like the most terrifying he's ever been to me. I don't know why. It's the eyes, man. Feels like he's actually hunting me and trying to eat me. Yeah, the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The eyes are pretty great. But yeah, I, I love how he looks. I love every time he shows up. It's always impactful. And like I said, he feels a little different each time he shows up in the movie, which I think is cool. Helps keep things fresh. Like, not that they overuse him. Um, not that they overuse him anyway, but uh, I appreciate that he's changed up a little bit each time that he shows up. I was actually surprised how much they used him. Really? I thought they weren't going to. I thought they weren't going to have this much of him in it, but well, he's in it quite a bit. I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler to say. I didn't expect him to show up as early as he did. That's the only thing. Like, I definitely expected yeah, a, a similar type of usage throughout the movie that he had otherwise, but he shows up very early, and that's the big thing for me. I'm like, oh, I was not expecting that. Um, so that was interesting, yeah. but yeah, that's not the scene where he makes his most impact, obviously. But no, it's a good time. I think everyone should go see it. It's got mm-hmm. a great score. The when, when the score kicks in at that moment, oh... Yeah. Oh, it was so good. And that's like, that's the main theme. Even the American movies use that, like the the newer ones. I don't think the Roland Emmerich one did, but the Godzilla theme is so great. Herman's saying that the Atomic Breath and Godzilla singular point is pretty top tier. Mm. That's on the roar. I guess you got to go check that out. Does he have a good roar? It it felt a little late for me personally. Yeah. He's kind of got a higher pitched roar historically. And this was much lower. Yep. Has the little, like the little rumble at the end of it feels very like classic Showa Godzilla, but um, the, like our current American Godzilla and every Godzilla that I've seen before that has a very high pitched roar. And this was different. I didn't dislike it necessarily, but it sort of caught me off guard. But I mean, every Godzilla is going to be different. <laughs> I don't know about all that. All the, all the old Japanese movies feel exactly the same. They reuse the one, the one roaring sound for about 30 years in a row. At least we got a a new Godzilla movie. And then we're, we're getting Godzilla X Kong, the new empire next year. It yeah, was so funny because months. last week, last week I watched Godzilla versus Kong uh, because I was with some friends for Friendsgiving and they were like, we need a movie to put on. And someone decided that. And so we're like, okay. And I like that movie. And then I watched this one and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the American, like, I keep saying the American Godzilla movies, like the monster verse, for lack of a better term. Yeah, because there's that one American Godzilla movie that's bad from 25 years ago. Um, I yeah. enjoy the I enjoy the current series. But when when Japan gets Godzilla right, like when there's a great Japanese Godzilla movie, I don't think any American entry of Godzilla will ever compare. Yeah, no, it just hit way different. Yeah, which is why I would say, <sighs> hey, watch uh, Shin Godzilla when it's back on streaming somewhere. It's not on Max anymore. It was for uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think I'll watch it on streaming? Mm-hmm. Yoho. Yoho. But that's pretty much our Godzilla talk. Unless you have yeah. anything else to add. I mean, I if you want to get into Monarch else. a little bit, we can. We were talking before. Yeah, 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 we can talk about Monarch. I saw the first two episodes. First one didn't really hook me. Not that that's the reason it didn't hook me necessarily, but I was a little. It's a TV show. I know it's a streaming show, even though it's Apple who has more money than God. Um, I was still hoping the effects would look a little better than I think they do. Um, so they don't uh, they don't look that great for me, at least not so far. Uh, the little moments where Godzilla himself has showed up, he looks different and noticeably cheaper, I think, than he does in the movies, which is understandable to a degree. But I think for how grand in scale they're trying to be and how many monsters they're trying to use, I wish the show looked a little bit better in that regard. 
the plot itself is starting to kick in for me a little bit. I enjoyed episode two much more than episode one. Um, I'm interested in in the time hopping aspect and sort of how everything is going to be tying together. I think the human, uh, the human parts of the MonsterVerse movies have pretty much always been the weakest part in pretty much every entry. Um, and I'm glad to see this hopefully bucking the trend. Not that I think it'll make the movies any better when we get additional movies, but uh, I'm glad that they're at least trying to salvage something out of it. Because I think there is a lot of interesting stuff to discuss from an American perspective of how Godzilla has been treated um, and everything like that. And I don't think they've done a really good job of it so far, but I'm interested in where this is going. I, I will keep watching it. Yes, and I've seen the first three. And I don't mind the VFX because I know it's a TV show. You know, it is what it is. It looks fine enough for me. And yeah, I'm interested in the the intrigue and the mystery of the season. You'll get to it in the next episode. But do you, you know about the time difference between young Kurt Russell and old Kurt Russell? Yes, he should be like 110 years old. Maybe not quite that yeah. old, but he should be, it's about... 65 years later i think is when it would be set. something so like that he should be so in, he should be in his very least 90s. his yeah at the very <laughs> least his 80s i don't know how young you can say Wyatt russell looks but i feel like he could play maybe late 20s yeah that's what i would say i think in real life he's like 35 ish but yeah to me he looks like someone who was in the military for a decade and then got out yeah kurt russell doesn't look 90 I feel like even when Kurt Russell is 90, he won't look 90. No, he looks great for like 75 or whatever he is. I think he might be even older than yeah. that now. He looks great. And yeah, he doesn't certainly doesn't look 20 years older than he is. But no, that's but you haven't met all, Kurt Russell like, yet, right? No, he's at the end of episode two. Oh, he's at the end of episode two. I thought it was at the end of episode three. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, you have met Kurt Russell. Unless I watched out of order, but I'm pretty sure it was episode two. I don't think I no, skipped it over a whole two. episode. Because because I know what happens in episode three now that you're saying it. Okay. Kurt Russell is 72 years old. 72. Mm-hmm. And go. Wyatt Russell is 37. 35? 37. What a career that man has had. Kurt or Wyatt? Both. I don't know much about what Wyatt's done except the um, Captain America show. He was in Everybody Wants Some. Which I still the, haven't seen. The baseball movie. It's good. I liked it. Um, he, was, he was in Overlord. Didn't know that. The Nazi movie. Mm-hmm. The the zombie the zombie. Got movie? it. Yep. Yep. Harley says Overlord as well. Um, he is in Goon: Last of the Enforcers with Sean William Scott. That's the second one, I believe. A movie called Goon, where Sean William Scott's a hockey player who, like, his job is to hurt other hockey players. You know, now you say this, uh, I did see an interview this past week where. Right. Wyatt Russell was saying like, yeah, I didn't want to be an actor. I wanted to be a hockey player. <laughs> so that <laughs> makes sense. Ironic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like that's why he was in Goon. <sighs> but I think that's all we have for for Monarch. Yeah, I don't have much more. I'm, it's still early on, so yeah. I imagine I'll have uh, more I think it's 10 episodes. So um, let me see. is it 10 or 8? Uh, looks like 10. 10, yeah. So... We've got a while to go before the season is over. But yeah, I think that's all I have for movies and TV. I have one thing for TV. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the excitement leave his body. This is where I have nothing he went, to add. He went, oh, and then he went, oh. Oh, yeah. Folks, that. I have started a new old show, and that show is The O.C. Now. 
the reason why I started this show. It's been on the list for a while. It's been one that I had, you know, been wanting to see for some reason. I don't know why exactly, but I did. And then I was just browsing the Max catalog. Have, have you seen that catalog, Nick? They, they've got the hits. So I was browsing that catalog and I was like, oh, the OC is on here. I guess I'll finally watch it. And now I'm almost done with season two. So I'm almost halfway done with the show. California. That's right, Harley. Theme song, California. Anyway, um, it's a typical 2003 teen drama show that was on a network. It's got all, it's got everything. That's my best Stefan from uh, SNL, Bill Hader's character from Weekend Update. Anyways, uh, it's, it's good. I mean... I accept it for what it is, which is a soapy teen drama from 2003, and that's cool. It has a lot of comic book talk, which I like. Um, I enjoy them talking comics as much as they do. Sometimes they get it, not get it wrong. Sometimes they have opinions that I don't agree with, but like the whole last four episodes that I've been watching was about one of the characters creating his own comic book and submitting it to people to get approval and all that drama, but it's got some uh it's got some notable people in there. Obviously, you got Benjamin McKenzie, Ben McKenzie from Gotham, among other things. He wrote a book that came out this year about crypto. So, you know, if you're interested in that, you can go read that. Uh, Adam Brody from Shazam and other things, The Kid Detective. What was I going to say? Was that it? These are what what else has Adam there? Brody been in? I don't really know Adam Brody. Yeah. He's in the new uh Oh, American Fiction. He's in American Fiction. I want to watch that when that comes out. That looks okay. really good. Tate Donovan's also in the show, who I always Tate Donovan. get confused Love for... Him. I get him confused for the Shooter McGavin actor. He's not Shooter McGavin. Mm. Tate Donovan was in Rocket Man, correct? Right? He was, was the he? he was the promoter at the... Uh, yes, yes, he was. At okay. the first club? Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. He's only in it for the first like season and a half or so, but he's okay. good in it. We got ourselves... Is it Patrick Gallagher? Peter Gallagher. Because apparently. Peter got Ga- see, I'm like, it's one of the Gallagher's. It's either Patrick Gallagher or Peter Gallagher. Cause I always feel like Peter Gallagher sounds more like uh Oasis than Patrick Gallagher does. And it's Noel and Patrick, right? I think so. I honestly don't know. Let's take a look real quick. I'm on the Wikipedia. Wait, so Bina- oh, oh, it's Liam and it's oh, Liam, Liam yeah, and yeah. Noel. Liam and Noel. Sorry. I'm, I remember that Why name. am I thinking Patrick? Anyways, I don't know, man. I'm brain dead. Is there a Patrick Gallagher? Like, is that the name of someone in Shameless? I don't know. No, that's Lip. No, Lip, Ian. Patrick Gallagher. Who is Patrick Gallagher? Oh, he is. What? No. Huh? Is Patrick Gallagher the guy from Night at the Museum? Is that who I'm thinking of? Oh, it is. Okay. No idea. Uh, he plays the Hun in Night at the Museum. Okay. I was going to say, Peter Gallagher, I have also gotten confused for the actor who plays Shooter McGavin before, so it's funny that they're both in the same show together. Yes, they are both in the show together. They're all good. Anyways, it's, you know, it's a 2003 TV show with teens mm-hmm. and drama. Well, some of it's good, so some of it's not. There was like a seven episode arc where I was like, please end this. Please just end it. <laughs> Please just end it. <laughs> any any network show is going to have that. Especially when your first season is 27 episodes. 
Good lord. Like, I got used to shows being 20, 20 to 22 episodes for, yeah. like, a network. I was Maybe like, yeah, that, that's about normal. Right? I saw 27 episodes, and I'm like, oh my god. They don't make them like that anymore, folks. They really don't. Thank god they don't. But that's the OC for you. That's really all I've got. Yeah, I have nothing to add. I will probably never watch the OC. I would not recommend this to you. <laughs> it's too, it's it's a network show from 20 years ago. The odds I will ever watch that are incredibly slim. Exactly. I think I have have made it clear lately that the next show that I like in the backlog is not one that's even going to be in my backlog. It's going to be Deadwood that I watch again. So bro will watch Deadwood before he watches Avatar. Maybe not, but the next show that I start from scratch will probably be Deadwood. Got it. Which I'll be restarting from scratch. After I watch the OC and after I like finish with current TV, which is Monarch and The Curse and uh, a couple other shows. Once I'm finished with all those, I think, Nick, I'm going to start it. MASH. That's right, Harley. <laughs> yes, it's MASH. No, I'm actually going to be watching Cheers. I, I started Frasier last year. Cheers is good. I watched the first like two seasons of Cheers on Netflix when I first got it in 2013 because I had nothing mm -hmm. else to do. Cheers is good. I have nothing against Cheers. I, it's a, I yeah. would watch Cheers. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. You did uh, not nail it there, but yeah. I did not. Oh, well. Anyway, the show he's um, talking about is Better Call Saul. Yes, it's Better Call Saul. I watched El Camino already, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm continuing on with that franchise. So I think mm -hmm. the next one will be Better Call Saul. And, and then there's I will nothing be else in the franchise done. after that. Nope. And then I'm done. And what, that's six seasons? Mm -hmm. Six seasons, all ten episodes except the last one, which is 13. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. I could do that. If I've already finished 41 episodes. Yeah, if, you can, if you can watch the OC, you can, you, can, you can watch Better Call Saul for me. I think you can do that. Yeah, but if I can... Hold on. If you can... Oh, I said you for can me. Play, now now I open a can of worms through, here. If you could play through Red Dead 2, get through five chapters in like a week, then you could watch two episodes of Avatar a week. No, I don't have enough time. <laughs> Insane, man. <laughs> That's, to be fair, so the week that I played Red Dead was also the holiday week when I was just chilling uh, for, like, yes. for the most part. But yeah, yes, I, I will get back to Atwa. I like the show. I do. I just forget about it. I know. I have to keep reminding you to watch it. I know. You're always like, you so what happened me. last time? <laughs> so what happened last time I was watching this? I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I off I got taken you're... like six months ago in real time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like two episodes past that. Yeah. Exactly. Not quite, but it feels like a while. Yep. Oh, also, that mobile game shut down today. What mobile game? There's an there was an Avatar mobile game. It was mobile. like a gacha game. It sucked. It was awful. And it shut down today. Did you play it? I did for a little bit. And then I was like, this sucks. Like, I put maybe two hours total into that thing. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. This is just bad. Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't play this. This... This franchise and company deserves better. Not company. This <laughs> franchise deserves better. But I guess we're already talking about games. You want to bring up Red Dead? Oh, boy, do I. Folks, it was so sad. It was so sad what happened the other night when I was playing Red Dead. So I was going through the entire game. I'll talk about the game itself here in just a moment. But I was in Chapter 5 of 6 
on my Red Dead 2 playthrough, my third playthrough overall, my first first time I played it in about four years now, I think, over four years. Um, I was going through it. I was most of the way through the game. was quick resuming the whole time, so I didn't really think anything of it. Then all of a sudden, the game glitches out. I have to restart it, and I never had a save, uh, a save file made. I never auto-saved. Um, I think I had autosave turned off from like a previous playthrough, but never had autosave turned on, never manually made a save because I wasn't thinking about it because I always had quick resume. And then all of a sudden I lost the entire playthrough and I can't reload it. And I was so close to the end and I'll finish it in the sense of I will play through the missions themselves that I have remaining because if you completed any mission, you can go to the menu and like select to replay it. So that's not an issue, but I'm missing all the open world stuff for the rest of the game. I'm missing all the stuff at camp, uh, interacting with the other characters, but which is all the stuff that like really, really makes the game for me. And I'm missing out on all that the rest of the way in the most pivotal part of the game. So I'm a little upset. I could just restart the game again, which I'm sure will thrill you, but I don't think I will. Listen, no one should celebrate saves being deleted. And that does suck. But Nick, but, are you not a perpetual saver? Do you not just save at any instance possible? No, I don't even like I think when I played the game before I would have autosave turned on. I all okay, now here's the thing. Rockstar games, if you go to sleep in those games, used to always prompt you to save. Mm -hmm. And this one, they don't. I think I was kind of thinking, oh, it's autosaving every time I go to sleep. Just subconsciously, that's what I was thinking. And it was not. So I'm gonna blame the game for that. I know like people have been frustrated with like the way that saves work in that game before. I think if you like restart another playthrough, um, then it'll be sort of difficult to retain the other save that you have. I think I have maybe two of like two completed playthroughs that I have save files for, but I think that's why I had to turn autosave off because it would have overwritten one of the old saves and I didn't want to do that. Um, and this time I just totally forgot about it. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, every, t every time I play a game, I have save. I do like perpetual saving. Yeah, if I had um, not had the quick resume feature that the Series X has, I would have actually thought about the fact that I have to save my keep saving my playthrough. Um, but yeah, I just had it and I didn't really think about it again, just because it's not an issue that I've had to deal with for a while with single player games. Um, either they've been auto saving or I've had quick resume, one or the other. And yeah, it's on me. I should have at least made a save every now and then just to be sure, but I just didn't think about it. So. Yeah, I'll play through the rest of the missions and complete my full Red Dead 2 uh, third playthrough. It's one of, if not my favorite game of all time, and I'm still feeling that way now, but it does suck that I'm going to miss out on some of that extra stuff in the home stretch. Uh, the game itself, folks, yeah, as I just said, it's one of my all-time favorites, and I'm still feeling that way. I love the characters. I love the world. I just love hanging out with, with the people in camp. I love all the little moments. Uh, the gameplay is still good. Um, I'm I'm still of that opinion. There's moments when it's going a little bit annoyingly slow. I will admit to that, but it by no means breaks the game for me. I'm still fascinated at how people say the beginning is is too slow for them. I really don't think it feels that way to me. Personally. It is. I, I don't feel that way. Uh, you talk about the fucking opening in the snow. It's like an hour, and then you're out of there. It's like maybe an hour and a half, and so you're out of long. there. It's not that long. I, I really like I've so never long. I've never felt that personally. Like when people have complained. I guess for me, it's that I it's that I don't like being restricted in how quick I can move. And that entire like section is like you can't move quicker than two miles per hour. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't do that. I know where I'm going. Just let me go. 
And I guess like the whole point of the game is like slow down, take it easy. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I want to play the game. I wouldn't say that, but I think that's just kind of how it handles things is that the the game is so much about the conversations between you and whoever's with you as you're going to the next place that they have to slow you down to make sure the conversations can fit before you get there. So I understand mm-hmm. that. And I'm so engaged in it that it doesn't bother me that you're going a little bit slower than usual when you're like traversing with people on a mission. So that doesn't bother me. And like I yeah, I've just never fully understood the the, the complaint about it starting off too slow. That's a personal thing. Like that's you're right to feel that way. I've just never felt it any of the times that I played the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I still I still love it. I still dig pretty much everything about it. And I I have a little bit of time. I assume I'm, I'm going to get a couple new games on Christmas. So after I beat this, I'm wondering if I play through the first one again real quick. I think it's mm. it's. I don't know how significantly shorter it is, but it's shorter. Let's go take and a look. Let's go to how long to beat. How long to beat Red Dead Redemption? It is saying 18 hours. Yeah, if you're just doing main stuff. Yeah, not, it'll take you 18 me. hours. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. I'll do a little bit of the side stuff. I don't find the open world particularly enjoyable in the first uh, Red Dead game. It's all the story for me, and... I do think Red Dead 2 kind of laps it in that regard. I think it's significantly better in pretty much every way. I implores you, as Harley says. Shout out Bill Williamson. Uh, but yeah, I haven't I haven't played the first game in <clears throat> probably eight or nine years now. I think I restarted it when they made it backwards compatible, which was like 2016 on Xbox. Something um, like but that. I don't, I don't think I made it very far. So full playthrough. I, I do intend to do that again soon. And maybe I play through Undead Nightmare again as well. Just have the full yeah. experience chronologically. Yeah. I started Red Dead 2. Oh, I know. A while ago. And then I just haven't gone back to it. Because I started it right when Spider-Man came out. And so Spider-Man yeah. took up all my attention. And then I wanted to use my PlayStation more. So I was playing Kingdom Hearts. So mm-hmm. I haven't really played a whole lot on my Xbox recently. I think I yeah. played some Jedi Survivor. And that's such a good game, man. It's such a good game. If you're getting it for Christmas, it's the perfect time. I almost bought it on Black Friday for 35 bucks, but I think I decided at this point I'm just going to wait rather than spend spend on it. Yeah. Wait for Game it's, Pass. It's very good. I think you can play like know. the first 10 hours with EA Play or something like that. Not 10 hours. Yeah. Maybe it is 10 hours. Because don't you get like a 10-hour preview of games with EA Play? I don't know. I don't, I don't but, know. I'm not going to do that still, but I'll but be it's able fun. to finish the game in that time. I'm sure. Good. No, you can't. But I mean, that was my list of stuff that I was playing: Kingdom Hearts, Spider Man, um, game that I can't talk about. I have important news. Yes. Shared it with you yesterday. I went back for the second time in my life, folks. I got Little Caesars pizza. Let's go. What did he think about this? I need to know. Yeah, originally we were going to do this episode last night, and you were also going to get a Little Caesars, but uh, that ended up not happening. I was still in the area of my parents, and when I go over there, they're right by, like, the closest Little Caesars to me is by my parents' house, so every time after I get back from there, I'm like, fuck, I should have gotten Little Caesars, and this time I just decided to do it, and uh, yeah, I got the, what was it called? Let me see if I can go back and find my order. What was the name of the pizza? Is it the Extra Most Bestest? Oh, he got a stuffed crust one, too, right? I I did. Stuffed crust crazy pepperoni was what I got, and uh, it was pretty damn good, folks. I will say, it fell apart like the like when I was pulling the slices out, it fell apart. They weren't cut very well. 
No, <laughs> Little Caesars kinda, does not cut their pizza well. I was not ready for that, and then I just all of a sudden pulled all my slices in half, which was like, eh, still edible, but I was a little bit annoyed by that whole thing. Uh, I still have half the pizza left, so I'll probably go through with the pizza cutter and make sure that they're good and ready um, before I before I get them again. Uh, that'll probably be my dinner here in just a little bit. There's some leftover little Caesars, but yeah, as for the pizza itself, it didn't have cheese sauce this time. That's a big W for me, and uh, it was really good. I still think Pizza Hut has my favorite stuffed crust, but this is some damn good stuffed crust, I will say. And especially for the price, not too expensive. Obviously, that's been their thing forever. Uh, Little Caesars, thumbs up for me. I love this for you. I'm so happy you can't even <laughs> can't even understand. Well, let me ruin it. The official pizza of the National Football League is is Little Caesars. That's that's why I said. I was oh no, that's a W. You. The NFL did something right. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Little Caesars did something wrong. No, the NFL did something right. Yeah, it, it's I'm it's good. I'm pro Little Caesars. And especially because the Domino's that's very close to me closed. Domino's was my favorite of the fast food chains. Maybe I just wait and get pizza until I'm back in my parents' neck of the woods and take a little Caesars back with me. Well, there is a new pizza place that's more of a, it's like a bar that you can also get pizza takeout at. Um, I tried it. It's right by my apartment. It's really good. Uh, I think I shared the pictures with you and you were like, that pizza's cut terribly. <laughs> um, but the pizza itself was really, really, really good. And it's a little on the pricey side, though. But I'm fascinated by this place because... Most of the pizzas on the menu, they don't have pizza sauce. They have cream cheese as the sauce. And it still okay. shocks me now. It's bizarre. I think it could be good on the more breakfasty pizzas, like the chicken and waffles one. There's there's a like a full-on breakfast one as well. I think, I think there's a cinnamon roll one as well. I think all those cream cheese makes more sense. But regular pizza, I, I, I don't see it. I don't get it. That's not for me. Oh, hi, Steph. You, you came in at the perfect time. <laughs> Steph. Steph missed the OC chat. I guess Steph. But she she did show up for the oh, yes, uh, cream Steph. cheese on pizza chat. You did miss the OC chat. Or maybe Steph has been lurking this entire time. Could be. I feel like if OC got brought up while she was here, she would have said something. Anyway, that's what I've got. We could talk about wrestling, but I don't have a ton to say. I also don't have a ton to say other than EO Sky doing that trash can from the top rope or <laughs> the, the top of dive. the cage. Yes, still gets me. That's real wrestling, folks. Yeah, Survivor Series, the most recent pay-per-view. It was great. That's my take. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I've only seen oh. the women's match, and then mm-hmm. uh, I, was, I started the men's match, but then we left to go elsewhere. Nick, in the last seven days, I have seen three people from high school out and about. That's three oh, more no. people than I wanted to see. I've seen... Uh, two people from high school in the last seven days, but they're my friends, so I'm I'm okay with seeing them. Yeah, excluding my friends, I've seen three people from my high school that I did not want to see, including my friends. That's what one, two, three, four, four that I four that were my friends in high school, and then one of them, and then one has a girlfriend, so she was there, and then her best friend. So okay. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone from high school out in the wild since I <clears throat> moved from my hometown, I think, which I'm hoping it stays that way forever. Although I did see um, apparently someone I went to high school with, someone in my grade did used to work at the place that I work now. BN before Nook. Well, well, I think that's everything I have. I don't I have anything else. We, have. we don't have to go. Long. Yeah. We talked no. about doing a tier list, but we couldn't really think of anything. So maybe next time. 
We've also got Discord VC happening tonight. Who knows where that's going to go? We. I mean, me and all of our friends. You can show up if you want to, of course. I probably will show up for a little bit and build some Lego. I'm sure you will. While Arcadio and I are getting W's in Rocket League. Y'all are playing Rocket League again? Was it because of lightning? I'll look it up in in the DMs here and see how it happened. But yeah, I was like, hey, you want to play Rocket League Friday night? And we agreed to play Rocket League. Which I haven't played in months and months and months and months. Last time I played it semi-regularly was when you and I and Arcadia were playing it every now and then for a little while there. Which is when the baby shark moment happened. Ah, the left shark. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible moment. Truly one of the all-timers. That's a classic Nuck moment. <laughs> it's because you said... No, the, the, <laughs> now don't laugh at me. Yeah, he's like, now don't laugh at me. <laughs> but I know she did the left shark. No, I know she did baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro really said, don't laugh at me. And then, and then I said the thing you couldn't possibly not laugh at yeah the the dumbest thing i've ever said the dumbest (laughs) thing that i have ever said uh if you want to hear more dumb stuff maybe nuck and i will do a commentary before christmas maybe maybe we watch die hard with her mom that we've been talking about. maybe we finally do die hard (laughs) (laughs) maybe oh well next time baby oh well next time indeed folks we will see you guys on the next episode of the podcast we hope you guys have a good rest of your year rest of your Mm -hmm. week we'll be back hopefully before the end of the year oh you know what i forgot to say yes in terms of official numbering this is episode 50 oh my god it's episode 50 wow i i forgot about that yeah it's episode 50 in terms of how weirdly arbitrarily i number the episodes from time to time um yes yeah, because we've had a couple that have been labeled as bonus episodes before, at least one that I can remember. And then mm-hmm. I did, I talked about Indiana Jones and uh, Tears of the Kingdom with the football boys, and I split those up. And the, I think those are both numbered episodes. There was the James Bond one that I split into multiple parts as well. So it's around 50 episodes or so, maybe a little more, uh, maybe a little less. But yeah, this is episode 50. We just celebrated okay. our anniversary of like two episodes ago because of how infrequent we did just now. So. <laughs> So we don't have to like do a full celebration, but I think it's a cool yeah. milestone. Yeah. 50-ish. That's that's mm-hmm. fun. That's cool. 50-ish. But yeah. So thank you all for joining us for all those. And if we don't see you again before the end of the year, have a great holiday. Have a happy new year. We'll see you uh, soon. I don't know when, but soon. Soon indeed. Y'all have a good one. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, folks. <laughs>